you got your bungs in. What was that? Because my feet are getting fucking wet. Sounds like a future nuggets problem. Welcome aboard another episode of One More Throw. Across from me is Colonel. How you going, mate? Good morning. How are we all? And i uh, got a special guest on today, Dane. How you going, mate? Very good, fellas. That's okay. What have you been up to, Dane? I've been working a lot, mate. I've been very busy. Haven't done a lot of fish in the river, so it's going to be interesting today, but we'll sort something out. Well, pressure's on, mate, because we haven't uh, actually lost any. We've caught a fish on every episode, and we don't want to... Lose our streak this week, mate. There's a f- there's a first for everything. We'll yeah, see how we go. <laughs> pressure's on, mate. It's, so. it's fishing. That's why they call it fishing, not yeah. catching, though. We're actually uh, hit the road this week, guys. We're uh, down at Yurunga, mate. What's this river called? So we're, we're like you said, we're at Yurunga. Uh, we're currently fishing the Kalang River. So Yurunga is renowned for the place where the, the rivers meet the sea. And what I mean by rivers, it's the Kalang River and Bellingen River. And yeah, we just we've gone up the Kalang River this morning. Um, this morning, so. See if we can catch a few flathead up here and talk a bit of smack with you guys. Sounds good. Perfect. So, uh, mate, uh, what got you into fishing? Look, it's one of those things. Like, it, my, my old man was a fisherman. My grandfather was a fisherman. They were commercial fishermen down the Hawkesbury River. I was sort of just born into it. And um, I wouldn't say I got into it. It's just something I've always known. You know, it's just been part of my life since as far back as I can remember. That's it. Ever since you're a little kid, eh? It just, it um, you just get used to it and do it every weekend, eh? Exactly. Right. It's just, it's just like I said, it was something that we just did. You know, I grew up around trawlers, and then as I become, you know, early teens, obviously we had our own tinnies. We just lived on the water, so it's it's not something I've just gotten into, or, or you know. It's, it's just been part of my life for as, as long as I know, so it's not really a, a chore or a sport. It's just something I've always done, something I've always known. It's what you know, eh? Yep, tell, yep. Tell you what, it's a beautiful spot down here. Don't go telling too many people about how good it is. It's, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it is. It's, an, it's a magic spot, younger, and um, I'm not, I haven't been from here my whole life. I, I grew up down the central coast, around the Hawkesbury River, like I was saying, and my wife's actually from Coffs Harbour and, and Repton, so... About 15 years ago, we moved back here, and yeah, I don't think I'll be leaving anytime soon. No, no, it's certainly a beautiful spot, eh? Yeah. Don't know if it's as good as the Clarence, but it's up there. Clarence is a pretty special river for a, a whole heap of different other reasons, but um, they've, they've all got their own little hidden gems, and um, obviously not the same size as the Clarence. Clarence is a massive waterway, but. I think the Clarence is the most un- underused river there is. Probably. And it's the best thing ever. Yeah. So, uh, the, um, yeah, but, you know, like the, these two little systems, they run from, um, you know, the top of Dorigo catchment. So it's still a big catchment, but um, definitely not the same, you know, footprint as the Clarence River, that's for no. sure. Uh, you guys have a pretty big fishing comp coming up down here. Yeah, yeah. So the, the flathead comp is what you want to talk about. Um, that's something I, I started here about 10 years ago. Um, I just found a, a, a need for, or a want, I suppose, more for the word, of a, a catch and release fishing comp. Um, try and get families, kids, everyone in, together in one spot and have a bit of a fun. 
And obviously there's, you know, there's hundreds of different comps around Australia, but we just wanted something around local here that was catch and release, you know, a bread and butter species. So we, we made it flathead. And yeah, I think we've done all right. We've, we've sort of attracted around 400 people every year, get them all together, have a good time, give away a heap of stuff and, and everyone's happy, so. Yeah, I'll be yeah. here this year. Yeah, you, you guys haven't done it before, it. so. It brings the tourists into town and Oh, it makes everyone People happy. who aren't from here, you know, it's good for everyone, all the caravan parks and exactly accommodation right. and food and... Yep, it gives, you know, it gives the town a bit of a boost there for Just past a real nice cafe down the road there, so... Yeah, it, it know, does. It just brings everyone into the area and... It boosts a bit of life into the town for a weekend and, you know, hopefully they all benefit from it. I'm sure they do. But, um, yeah, the main, the main objective is that the, the people that come here have a good time and, and catch a few fish. That's um, it. Good weekend away, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, look, and the, the fishing side of it's not real serious at all. Um, you know, if, if you're lucky enough to catch the biggest fish or, or, you know, take out the champion angler by catching the most, you know, most fish, you, you win a trophy. So it's not as if you're playing for big bucks in the fishing side of it. So it attracts all levels of and, and skill levels of uh, anglers. But the main prize, like, you know, all the main prizes are given away at random. So you might turn up here and catch nothing all weekend and walk home with a, you know, $22,000 boat package. So that's what makes it so attractive to people. And you've actually got two boats this year. Yeah, I led on to that a bit earlier. Um, this is the first time, and, and you guys are probably the first people to, to know about that, actually. Well, you're probably about to actually tell a couple <laughs> hundred people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all good. We've got to tell them eventually. But, yeah, this year we're actually giving away two boats, so it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, that's it. Even more to, um, even more of an excuse to get to the area and. Oh, I've got twice as many chances of winning a boat. Exactly. <laughs> Not only that, you've already sold out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We, Full we, field. We've filled the fill all all the entry spots. Um, obviously, like I said, it's not a huge river system, so we can't have unlimited numbers. It just yep. gets too crowded. Um, you know, the boat ramps can't handle it. The town can't handle it. Um, so yeah, we've we have sold out this week, and and it, that's awesome. We, we we do that every year, to be honest. But it's happened pretty early this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's good. It's unreal. After after COVID, you know. It, Nipped it in the butt there for a couple of years. It's good to see everyone back and keen to get back into it and fishing again, so. That's unreal. Yeah. I haven't put a fish on the deck for you yet. You've <laughs> made me nervous saying that I'm the only person, oh sorry, everyone up to me that's been on your podcast has caught one. So. Yeah, everyone. So that's pressure's on, mate. Uh, we we come on down here and we want to see the goods. <laughs> I'm sure, oh, you're sure you'll get one eventually. The days of puppy still. That's it. <laughs> Got you into the selling boats and your passion yeah. for the garment equipment because your knowledge for it's pretty fucking full on. Like I said, f fishing has been my life, and as things evolve, um, you know, so does your knowledge, I suppose. Um, like, I, I love, you know, back to basic style fishing, you know, sitting there soaking a bit of bait and casting a line in the middle of the river or into the depths and, and just wait and see what happens. But I'm also a fairly young fella, I suppose, and I, I love all the technology and the things that are advanced. I'm a bit of a, a tackle and, and tech junkie, you could say. And um, over the years, you know, electronics, sounders, sonars, electric motors, rods and reels, they, they constantly evolve and, and become more advanced. and. Like I said, I've just grown up around it, so I've got a pretty good understanding of how it all works, and I really love the 
the latest, greatest, you know, sonar technology, the live scope, live target, depending on what brands you look at. But um, I love that electronics and I love the what it can do for you because a lot of people don't have a, a lot of time to spend on the water. So, you know, electronics like, you know, live scope can sort of maximise their fishing experience while they've got that limited time on the water. Yeah. And, yeah, like I said, just over years, it's, it's gotten to that point now where it's at a live sonar, so that means you can see the fish in real time. It's just displaying on your on your screen. It's almost like a TV. Exactly right. It's like watching, you know, a, an episode of a, a live uh, live footy match. Like, it's it's happening right in front of, you know, it might be happening far away, but it's you can see it right in front of your face. So that's 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 the best way to explain it. You know, it's happening 50 foot from the boat, but you can see it right at, your, at your, the end of your rod tip. And what it allows you to do is to, you know, cast at a fish that you can see. Um, you can see how it's reacting, you can see its behaviour, and you can adjust your, your lure type or your bait, your reaction, all these different things to try and, you know, lure that fish into biting. So it's, it just adds a whole other aspect to, to fishing. Um, some people like it, some people don't. Yeah. I haven't got it yet, but it's definitely on the cards. But I don't know, I just haven't been decided on how I'm going to set it up in the boat, though, because you see that many different types of people set up. And I'm For sure. Of, you know, I was originally going to stick it on the bottom of the garment and then other blokes have it on a pole. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a whole heap of different ways you can mount it. Um, I've got it on both, on my own boat. I've got it on my, my Garmin Force. I've got one mounted onto the, the pole of that. And I've also got one on a, a removable pole that, you know, bolts to the side of the boat. So, um, yeah, there's a place for both. The, the benefit of the one on the, um, the side of the boat is that you can be spot locked or anchor locked and, um, you know, pan your, your live sonar around to look around for a school of fish and follow which way they're going. Um, opposed to having it on the electric motor, obviously if you spot lock it's just going to be facing that one direction. Nah. Pretty cool. It's it, be, it, is, it is cool technology. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what's that in 10 years' time. Yeah, look, it's only been around like three, four years now, and it's already evolving so much in that that short amount of time. Because someone said it can go down like 50 metres or something. Now. Yeah, they've got they've got two or three different models. So Garmin is the, the brand I run, um, the brand we sell at North Coast Boating Centre. They've got the, the LVS32, which was the original. Um, it's sort of good out to sort of 20, 30 metres. So more of your inshore estuary, lakes, dams, that sort of stuff, rivers. Um, then they released the LVS 34. Uh, 34. Uh, it's just got a bit more power in it, so it will go a little bit deeper, probably you know, 30, 40, 50 metres. Um, a clearer image in those shorter depths too. And then, uh, yeah, 12 months ago, they released the LVS 64, and um, it'll go out to 100 foot, so offshore, snapper fishing, mackerel, Pelagic fish, all that sort of stuff. It opens up a whole new world for the offshore angler as well. That's oh, unreal. But uh, I see that you've uh, kicked me out of control of the, my own boaty. Yeah, I've got a pretty good habit of doing that. Sorry, mate. <laughs> no, no, you're all right, mate. That just puts more pressure on you. I can yeah. just kick back here and That's it. talk uh, shit. <laughs> we don't catch a fish today. It's all on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, mate. We'll come down here. No. Don't it's catch a... anything down here. We'll have to redeem you and bring you up to the clearance. I, like I said, I, I love the Clarence River. It's it's one of my favourites. Um, like you guys, chase a lot of bass as well. And next week, opening season. Yeah, o next, opening next season's episode. coming up. So you, guys, you guys will be heading up 
Coppenhurst way, I'd imagine, or? No, no, just out the back door there, Mum and Dad's. Around, around Grafton itself? Oh, no, down river a little bit. Lawrence? Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're not going to give away too much? No, 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 no. I've already had a lot of people have goes at me going, oh, you, you guys claim that you aren't professional, but you get a fish every episode, so this <laughs> might uh, reassure them that we're not professional. No, I don't, I'd, yeah, the whole professional thing, I'd, I don't think it's a, no one's professional. No. We're all out here having a good time, having a fish. Call yourself professional when so you put, get paid it, put it, it this way, I casted me bait, no, me lure straight through a bridge pile on last week. <laughs> Missed the water completely, so yeah, definitely yeah. no professional. <laughs> the main thing is, we're all, like I said, we're all out here having a bit of a crack and gets us away from everything else that's going on in life, which yeah. is what I'm all well, about. That's, that's half the reason we're called, you know, call ourselves the one more throw because not every not every time you are going to get a um a feed so nah. oh, we're out here trying that's the main thing yeah but uh all your years of fishing mate a bloody year i reckon you would have seen some pretty wild shit I've, I've been pretty fortunate to yeah to travel the whole country mate with with all different types of fishing um yeah, there's endless amount of stories I could tell. You wouldn't have a podcast long enough to, to fill in all the stories, but yeah, I've, I would say I'm pretty well travelled. I've, I've, I've fished in you know, far north Queensland, the Cape, you know, Darwin. I've been to some pretty remote places. I've been inland. I've chased, there's not many fish I haven't chased, to be honest. So. Yeah, I've got a mate that's been hitting me up. He uh, wants to get a bloody mangrove jack. Yep. So he, he's never caught one. We, uh, we just got back from Weeper probably two months ago. Yep. And um, a little river system about 60 k's down the coast from Weeper. Full of crocs, full of barra, full of mangrove jack, but it's, it's like cheating, like shooting fish in a barrel. Basically, you get your lure in the water and, and you'd have about four or five jacks chasing after it. So it's, it's um. I might yeah. have to get those details off you. I might have to hit the road. <laughs> go, up to, go up North Queensland for a while, mate. I can, uh, it's never a guarantee, but you got a very good chance. Oh. But look, we, we get them around here too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, I've chased a few down there off Yamba. Yep. But just more closer to around November. Yeah, oh. those warmer months. Yeah. Yep. They they tend to fire up with the old live mullet. So that's pretty good. But, uh, hey, what's the, probably the loosest thing you've ever seen? Wow. Wild fishing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I had to pinpoint one, uh, I'd say it's probably a, a fishing trip off Station Creek oh, three or four years ago with a few mates here, a few of the boys that work at Motackle actually, and um, went out in the kayaks offshore. So we launched through the surf. It was, it was a little bit of swell, well, no wind, but just a little bit of swell. Yep. And um, little reef, probably about three k's off offshore. We paddled out to the, the reef and we were just fishing with snapper and mackerel. And we caught a few fish, everything was good. It's probably 8.30, you know, boys weekend, so we, we cracked a couple of beers, um, a couple of cold ones out in the kayaks just to celebrate catching a couple of snapper and a mackerel. Anyway, but there's a, this bommie that was, like I said, the swell was pretty big and this bommie was breaking. And we all knew where it was, we were pretty vigilant of where it was. And um, one of the boys, Macker, hooked this nice big red. Anyway, it's a steam train towards this bommie and he's locked it up and being in a kayak, it's hard to put brakes on it. So it's sort of towing him in towards this, this breaking bommie. And he looked back at me, he goes, let me know if I'm getting too close. And I said, yeah, all good, I'll keep an eye on you. So 
So he's fighting this fish, and it's just, you know, he's just slowly pulling him towards this, this bommie. Probably for the listeners that don't know what a bommie is. A bommie is like a, a very shallow reef where the swell, you know, breaks. a wave breaks over yeah. the top of it. So, you know, we could see it was there and, and it's breaking. And um, this, this fish is towing him closer and he's getting a bit of line back and a bit of a, you know, a bit of a tussle on, a, on the kayak. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm yelling out to him going, you're getting too close, come back, like start paddling back. And he's more focused on this fish. And next thing you know, it's, this wave's just picked him up in his kayak and just broken straight over the top of him. And um, he just looked back at me, like his face, like, he, like he's about to die. <laughs> and we're three and a half k's offshore in a, in a plastic tub, basically. <laughs> and um, sharks everywhere, you know, fish everywhere, bait everywhere. And um, somehow he copped about four waves on top of his head. And every, every time he, a wave hit him, he just kept popping up back through it. And, I don't know how, but he stayed on there. He lost everything, like lost all his tackle, all his, you know, his hat, all his gear off his kayak. Lost dignity, but um, yeah, he survived. But that, that was pretty wild. Like that, a lot of that could have gone pear shaped real quick, real bad. But um, I think it was the fact that he had a couple of beers that kept him on the kayak. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you'd ever see me out paddling in the kayak when I got a nice boat. Nah, I got a couple of mates who. Reckon kayak fishing's the best in the world. Oh, it's, it's good. Because they go, they sit there and they go, I can get everywhere where a boat can't get. Yep. And I don't have to walk. That's it. And I uh, think it's, yeah, as you say, the stealth factor Like, like the electric up. motor here, you know, no motor running, you've got electric power, you around nice and quietly and, yeah. Talking about the electric motors, what's this new Kraken everyone's talking about? Yeah, so the new Garmin Kraken, um, it's very similar to the, the force motor that you've got here in your boat. Um, it's a brushless 24 or 36 volt electric motor. Um, basically, Garmin released the, the, the Force two or three years ago. It's been unreal, super reliable, super efficient, super quiet, and really powerful. And then all the offshore anglers went, hey, we want one too. We want a longer shaft to suit our, our offshore boats. So yeah. what they've done is they've released the Kraken. So technically it's the same motor, 24 or 36 volt. Um, 100 pound of thrust, it just comes in a, a 75 inch and a 90 inch shaft um, to suit those bigger boats. You would have thought that, you know, Garmin would have just released their release and a whole new thing, they would have just did an extension pack where you can just bolt it on. Yeah, it's, it, is, it is a different looking motor, so it hasn't got the scissor lift like yours. Um, it's more traditional to that, you know, push button and fold like a Minn Kota or a, oh. a motor guide. So it doesn't look exactly like the, the Force, but... Um, yeah, it's the same fundamentals, like the, the same heart and the same the yep. motor, which is the the important stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's exciting. Everyone's everyone's been talking about it. They they're due to release in October this year, so there's been, been, been a couple at the boat shows that we've had a look at. And so I've been seeing everyone sort of selling theirs on their boats yeah, at the that's moment, it. You start seeing people, you know, start selling their Minn Kotas and their motor guides and their other brands just to yeah. Like I said, there's a lot of interest in them. We've um, the response so far has been really good. So what I like about the Garmin is everything talks. To exactly one right. Yeah, it's it's that whole boat connectivity or and, and networking. So you can you can try to uh, you can spot a, a waypoint and and it will hold you on that. You know, it might be a, a bait school off, offshore that you can see on your sounder. You can. Um, oh, here we go. Oh, what do you got, mate? It's not in the boat yet. Oh, it's a huge flathead. For all the people at home that can't see it, it's about a metre long. 
It's the joys of doing a podcast where people can't see is I can talk as much smack as I want and you guys at home don't know what's going on. That's it. It's about a 25 centimetre flathead. That's it. She's under this one. Yeah, it's not going in the, in the chili box. Nah. But we're on the board. I'm just going to slip him straight in the water before he spikes me here. I was going to say, I've got a set of pliers there. Nah, the it's all good. Take note, Dan, he's using a pink squidgy. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a... Ooh. There he goes. He's in. It's actually a Berkeley Gulp um, turbo shrimp. Oh, righto. So, yeah. Lo I love me Gulp. The Ber Berkeley products, I'm definitely not sponsored by them, so this is not a, it's not a paid promotion. But, they, but they, um, um, Berkeley sponsor the fishing comp, though. They do, yeah, yeah. They're, they're all on board with the, the flattered comp. but um, Might have to put us in touch with them. Yeah. <laughs> sponsor our podcast. I'll run their gear and give them a shout-out because <laughs> it <laughs> costs me an arm and a leg. <laughs> oh, mate. Fishing's as you as you're working out, but owning a new boat, mate, it's definitely not the cheapest sport. But. Oh, don't worry, I got a phone call Wednesday because um, I bought a bit of gear off Hot Tackle down, yeah, down south there. Yeah, I, I actually know the guys down there pretty well, Brock and, and yeah, Brock Kim. and yep. Ordered it and uh, shout out Brock. He actually gave me a fifty dollar discount code to throw on as well as yeah. a free rod. He's a legend. I actually went to high school with Brock. Did you? Yeah. Yep. Oh. Well. Down at Lake Macquarie many, many moons ago. Yeah. So he, he'll be up here this, this year at the Flathead Comp. Oh, it'll be good yep. to see him. Yeah, no, he uh, he had a deal going at the moment with a um, a pen reel and a free rod and ended up buying another rod and then he gave me a $50 discount code because yeah. I was talking to him and yep. that no, all they're, showed they're up. They're great guys. Also bought a fair few other things yep. and it all showed up on a Wednesday and, uh, yeah, I was in the doghouse. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, because she actually went and had a look on the bank account at what I sp spent. And it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission. Well, I was up in Townsville, so didn't worry me. She wasn't <laughs> going to be able to reach me, but, yeah, I, um, a bit of trouble. <laughs> it's not cheap. Nah, it's, look, fishing can be as expensive or as cheap as you want it to be. You could, you could buy a hand line and go and sit on the bank and throw it in and catch yourself feed well, a fish. be honest with you, like, the best fun I've had in some of the best flathead fishing is just the old hand line out the back. Hand line off the back of the boat. Yeah. Yep, exactly the right. Unless you want to buy that seven foot real stiff rod, you know, it's cheaper just to buy a little hand yep. hand line. That's what I mean, yeah. You don't have line. to have a thousand dollar combo graphite rod. You can keep it as basic and as simple as you want or you, you know, you can make it as advanced as you want. You can have all the electronics and the electric motors and the boats and the rods and reels. It's um. I just thought I'd treat myself this time and go, you know, something a bit different. And yeah, I've never owned a brand new boat before, and I said, you know, Mrs. gets a wedding, so I get a boat, and I thought that was a pretty fair deal. It's a pretty sweet <laughs> boat too. So yeah, she got <laughs> the last. She got the last name, and he got the boat. Oh, I've met your Mrs. She's pretty nice too, but the, the boat is definitely. Uh, Oh, yeah, I'm punching. <laughs> <laughs> I get reminded of that all the time, going, oh, yeah, you're punching, mate. I'm like, yep, cheers, Buzz. My personal best brim... Yeah. So the biggest brim I've ever caught is right here on this little rocky shelf. Oh, really? What did yeah, it come about, in at? About five or six years ago. Um, lengthwise, it was... Oh, don't quote me on this. I'd have to have a, a look online, but it's like 47 or 48 centimetres. Yep. And about 1.6 kilos. So, Very like, nice. Yeah, half a metre of brim, almost. Like it's, it's pretty. I thought it was pretty impressive. It was the, the biggest fish I've caught, biggest brim I've caught, anyway. Uh, and to do it in, in my what I call now my local estuary was pretty impressive. I've, I've caught some big fish in the Hawkesbury and the Clarence River, and 
many other places, but yeah, to have my PB in the local was, it was pretty stoked about that one. Yeah, it's a, it's a good feeling. Yeah. That's not why I bought you here. It's just, it just reminded me when I seen those rocks poking out of the water. <laughs> so, well, is the reason you brought us here to give us a head start, you know, in the fishing comp? Yeah, look, it's um, ah, oh, the tide's starting to run in. It's a little fork in the river where it runs down around Nuri Island. Um, there's a deep hole there where we first started. A heap of coffee rock in the water. Normally holds a lot of bait, so yeah, with that that tide starting to run in, I just thought it'd be a good place to kick off and you know, hopefully there's a few fish sitting on the edge of that deeper water. We're seeing plenty of um, bigger predatory fish on the sounder, but it might be a bit bit tough here in the middle of the day, obviously, but we're getting a few nibbles. Yes. One little flatty. There's another one. Very nice. Oh, oh I dropped it. <laughs> Better luck next time. How about you guys? you do much lure fishing or is it? 50-50, bit of bait, bit of lure. I'd taken the tail off that little mugger. Honestly, mate, I uh, mostly lure fish with the bass, and yeah. Oh, most. Oh, it depends on what I'm up to. Like, you know, I might go catch a few black crickets and go get a few bass that way, or you know, when bass season's not among us, I you know hammer the brim and flood it, and and then when it warms up down there near Yamber, I uh, go off the wall there after getting some liveys over the around the corner and chase a few big flatties and jewfish. Yeah, try to there in the river mouth. Yeah, well, the actually jewfish have been uh, pretty big up at home at the moment. We've been getting a few around here, like it, it, not as quite as big as these get up at, um, at Yammer and the Clarence, but um, the average fish is probably around 70, 80 centimetres here, like it's... Just legal. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's unreal. We don't have the, the same uh, the same river mouth, so we, we don't have the real deep water to allow them to get in and out. Yeah. yeah. So what's your favourite type of fishing? I knew you were going to ask me that. Ooh, hang on, I've got to score another fishy. Oh, <laughs> I'll say flathead fishing at the moment because we're catching a couple. No, it's definitely oh, it's another one of them one metre long flatheads that no one can see at home. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just another little, I'd say 20, 30 centimetre flathead. Definitely not legal. Beautiful looking fish, though. I do. Look, They're only going to get bigger. Yeah, yeah. You ask me what's my favourite type of fishing, and like I said it before, I, I've, I've fished for a lot of different species over the years. There's something about flathead fishing, though, that I do like. It's just, it's easy. A lot of yeah, yeah. people listening to this going, it's fucking not. Oh, well, it's, it's not always easy, but it's it, it can be done anywhere. Every, every town I've been to, on, on, sorry, on the coast of Australia, it doesn't matter if it's east, west, north, south coast, be in South Australia or, or Darwin in the Northern Territory, and you can catch a flathead. Yeah. Um, it's one of those those fish that you can catch anywhere. So. Well, you even get them out. And you still and you still got to and you've still got to work for it. Yeah, you do have to work for them. I learned the hard way the other week. It, they kept dropping them out of my out of my um. When I was catching them, hooking them, they kept dropping me. So. Yeah. You know. Just grabbing the tail. But yeah, look, they. He, yeah, dropped, you know, he, he dropped his rod. No, I kept dropping my rod. He's, <laughs> he's doing the old the old habit with the DC, you know how they wind drop and. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and allowed them to work their magic and. Rip it out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, look, the, one of the main reasons I like catching flathead is 
You can catch them on so many different techniques too. You can catch them on soft plastics, hard bodies, top prawns, prawns bait, live bait. There's no right or wrong way to catch a flathead. And no. they, will, they will readily take any type of presentation, so... Um, yeah, it's a, they're a good fish to catch. They'd be up there... You know, I, I definitely don't have a favourite, but they would, they'd be up there with one of these favourites. Um, I also enjoy chasing bass and brim, and um, I do a fair bit of snapper fishing these days. I was going to say, I got, I got hammered there. They're like, oh, you're going to have to go out and get snapper, fuck the brim. I'm like, mate, <laughs> snapper's just the brim of the ocean. Yeah. I think I was going to get bloody mobbed. <laughs> like, he, he was so cranky yeah. when I said that. I insulted Oh, yes. Oh, hang on, we're on here. Only a little one. I'll put you onto the nursery. <laughs> you ready? It's another one of them. Oh, that one looks about 80, that one. It's <laughs> that coloured lure. Bright colours, hey? I've got in the pink, you've got in the bright orange. That's it. Yeah, you're welcome, Dan. I should um, inform people I'm not fishing today. Just so they are aware that... Um, that's, why you're not, that's why you're not catching anything, eh? Yeah, I bet you haven't got it right in my... Oh, you already got it off? Yeah, bro. Right. Oh, I got the pliers for nothing. Oh, I'm getting better, mate. I'm getting better. I'm just enjoying back. Enjoying Watch your boat. It. Yeah, kick back. Watch you guys have a fish. I can do the shit talking today. <laughs> it's great. So I, I'm the same, man. I, like I enjoy just sitting back watching my mates catch fish, my my kids, my family catch fish. It's not always about catching a fish, is it? No, it's not. But that's what. And it's not always about catching a keeper. Nah. But that's what we're sort of trying to do. Like blokes can listen to this and um, hopefully you know pick up a few things or different style of fishing what we're doing and go in and take the young fella or someone yep. doing it go doing themselves and. Well, that's it. Perfect example. The fellow we had on a couple of weeks ago, he took his son to took his son to the spot that we took him the next week, and they went and caught half a dozen brim each. So, really? you know, it was good good father son outing for them. But yeah, back back to the point of what my favourite fish is. Yeah, so I don't have a favourite really. It's I've, I've got so many favourites. Um, if I had to do a top ten, yeah, it would be snapper, barra, brim, bass, flathead. Um, Jack's up there. Yeah, it's just... I, I love it all. So That's there's, it. There's no, there's no favourite, but... Um, Might have to if, replace If you said to me, you've only got one place to go and fish for the rest of your life... Where would it be? I'd say it'd be, like, up north somewhere where I can catch barra. Yeah. Um, yeah there's, there's so many options. That if, if you haven't caught a barra, you need to catch one there. That, that should be Australia's iconic fish. It's the... Um, so uh, you do a bit of fly fishing, or because uh, I reckon fly fishing's a cyclist. <laughs> the cyclist of fishing. Of the fishing world. Yeah, I do. I've done. Right, there's like I said, fly fishing, bait fishing, lures, hard bodies, whatever it might be. I'll, I'll give it all a go. Um, I've caught, I've caught probably you know a dozen different species on, on fly. I'm definitely no guru at it, that's for sure. But I, I will give it a crack, and I have caught a few fish over the years on it. Um, it's a it's an art form, that's for sure. Yeah. It's not for everyone. But um, same old deal. It's just it's all about tricking the fish into believing that what you're pr putting in front of it is is what it's meant to be eating, and and sometimes fly fishing is the only way or or one of the best ways to do it. Just got pants, mate. Got me. Taking your lure. So. Uh, Another thing I'm getting harassed about is all the equipment I've got in the boat. They keep asking me what I'm running. I was like, you know what? 
instead of me explaining it, because I only understand half of it, what I've got, <laughs> is sort of went in and never really had a lot of this stuff. So I was like, oh, yeah. We'll get Dane on and he can talk about yeah. all the stuff that he sold you. Yeah, basically uh, everything you ripped me off. <laughs> no, he didn't rip me off. He looked after me. So, yeah, like Jake was saying, um, I actually am a boat salesman at North Coast Boating Centre and, and he's purchased this nice little boat off a couple of months ago. It's a Angler Pro Sniper 484 Pro. Um, we kitted it up with a little floor so we could support the, the 100 horsepower Suzuki on the back. Um, I'd imagine it'd be pushing like 75 k's an hour, roughly. Is that about right? Yes. Yeah, about that. Yeah, it gets, about it gets that. around that speed. I haven't, really, I haven't really told a lot of people what's on the back of it. Yeah, it's all good. I'll, I'll, I'll give all the details later, I, 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 I just been telling them it's a 70 <laughs> until, <laughs> until then, I blow them out of the water. And then them away as you're thinking up the river. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, it is. It's 100. Um, 100 on a tinny. Yeah, we, we had... Oh, look, it's, it is a tinny, but they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty tough little tinny, these things. Um, it's got, like I said, it's got the four-mil floor, so it's, it's quite a heavy little boat, and the, the 100 horsepower, you know, it'll push it along fine. Um, what else have we got in? So we've gone for, well, I shouldn't say we have, you've gone for twin Garmin GPS map 8412 XSV display screens. So one on the console, and then you've got another one on a ram bracket up on the front cast deck. Um, they're both networked together by a network cable, so that means they share data. You can be sitting up the front looking at what's coming through the screen uh, of the transducer on the, the back of the boat, on the transom, and then vice versa. You can be driving the boat and you can have a look at your maps, your sonar, all your different options. Um, you've also got a, a Garmin Force electric motor up on the front of the boat, on the bow. Um, it's that flash bit of uh, electric motor that we are just talking about. 24-volt lithium battery powering it. Um, you've also got a, a DC to DC charger, so the, that means the cranking batteries that start the boat and run all the electronics in it. Also, once they're full, they charge the the 24 volt uh, motor battery up the front as well. Um, what else have we got in here? We've got some fusion gear, got the fusion stereo. Um, obviously, we're not going to pump that today while we're trying Fishing. to produce a, a podcast because um, it's good to listen to podcasts, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. While, while, while we're not recording one, you, yeah. can, you can listen to everyone else's podcasts. But um, yeah, it's, it's cool just to pump some tunes and um, or a podcast while we're while we're travelling around. Family in the boat, you know, you can listen to a bit of Paw Patrol or something like that. But um, yeah, it's it's got all the all the jazz in it. It's pretty tricked up little tinny this thing when you when you look right into it. All the undergunner lights. Yeah, exactly well, right. You got one? Nah, I think nah. I've just got a bit of oyster here. Oh no. What you got is uh, oyster pots. Yeah, that's it. We're fishing around oyster leases, so rope or something. We'll get her off though. But yeah, like I was saying, you've got um. I've got a fair bit of gear in this little tinny, and um, it's probably, probably every man's dream, this boat. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, what else we got? We're looking at under, under gunnel lights, so a few, few different coloured lights underneath the gunnels, so when you want to rig up at night time and see what's going on. Um, you've got some underwater LED lights, so bait attracting lights. You know, if you ever get offshore, you want to chase a few um, liveys before the sun comes up. You'll be able to uh, bring them around the boat a bit. And what else have we got? Oh. You, you should know, you paid for it all. 
<laughs> I should know because I sold it all to you. Hey, it's just too much to keep, keep up with. I just, yeah, underfloor field. Uh, I think we've got the, the VHF radio as well for, for those days you want to get offshore, the safety, safety aspect of it. So, yeah, you need that VHF radio. Boat tanks, deaf sound, just reading all the switches here, bilge pump, anchor light, navigation light, uh, stern lights, stereo, cockpit lights, cabin lights. I've got too many lights. You've got too many lights. <laughs> too many lights. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's pretty well tricked up. Um, but nothing's irrelevant either. Like, it's all, it's all gear that you're going to use. So, yeah, bait tanks, underwater lights, under gunnel lights, electric motors, sounders, radios and stereos, it's all... It's all relevant, it's all stuff that you're going to use every time you go fishing or, or most of the time when you go fishing. Um, one, one of, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, I try not to, I try not to overdo things. If you come in and say, oh, what should I get? I'm not, I'm not one of those salesmen that's going to pressure you into buying everything. You come in and said you wanted everything, so I've tamed it down a bit for you and just you to more realistic. And I did mention that before at a podcast that, um, you know, you didn't, you basically told me no to a few things. Yeah, look, I, I'm pretty honest. I, I, sometimes I'm brutally honest. Um, yeah, look, for, as far as the business is concerned, yeah, they'd want you to buy everything, but there comes a time when someone's just got to go, hey, I don't think you, you know, you've got to draw the line somewhere. You don't need to spend that extra money on that thing. I don't think you're going to use it enough. Um, that's where my, my real life experience comes into play, I, I believe, and that sort of se separates us at North Coast Boating Centre from a lot of other boat shops. We're not, we're not a pushy sales team. Um, the easiest thing to give someone is what they want. And if you give them some real life experience feedback and, and opinions, and at the end of the day, you know, you might save them a few bucks by doing that. They're, they're happy, we're happy, everyone's happy, that's the main thing. Yeah, no, it'll definitely be coming back and buying the next one off you, that's for sure. This one should last you plenty of time anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, you ripped it off, Dan. Yeah, mate, she fucking tore in half. No, I'm going to have to get you a newer one. So I'm gonna, uh... I just said before, that one's about 10 years, a lot yeah, older. They they're just disintegrating. A couple of hits, though, so that's the main thing. They're out and about. Don't and show bites. Dane this one I'm going to put on you. Hey? Don't show Dane this one I'm going to put oh, on you. Oh, here we go. Hey. <laughs> nah, another squidgy. The old faithful squidgy. The old it? faithful squidgy. So obviously, there's, you know, we're cruising past some oyster farms here. There's obviously oysters grown in the river here, and yeah, they do. They 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 grow a few oysters here. Um, all subject to the water quality. Um, over well, end of last year, they had a few floods, so you can see a lot of their, their oyster trays are out of the water at the moment. Um, they're just got to wait for the Orkwee from the... Department. Yeah, the EPA or the yeah. Environmental Protection Authority and, and the waterways and all that sort of stuff to give them the all clear to, to chuck them back in. But the, the structure's still there, so that's all we're doing at the moment is trying to fish around the, the structure. So it'll hold the bait, which in turn will uh, attract predatory fish like your flathead, brim, trevally, jacks, etc. Oh, a little birdie told me up the river here, uh, further you get some bass. We definitely have got a bass here, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you weren't going to tell that one, were you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you ask, I won't deny it. <laughs> no, it's like like all these East Coast flowing rivers, they um, they all start freshwater up somewhere, and, and this one, these are no different. So up around Bellingen, definitely, yeah, we've got a pretty good healthy bass supply up there. Um, it can be pretty hard to get a boat to. It's, it's nothing like the Clarence, that's for sure. 
um, a few rap rapids to get above and, and obviously winter time they do come down below the rapids to spawn and you'll catch them while you're fishing for brim but most of the time um, yeah they're, they're well up above the rapids and it's more kayaking territory so I've done a, I've done a few bass missions up here and, and caught some pretty good fish. Oh, that's awesome. It's um yeah like like, it, like I said it's very similar to the Clarence it's on a very smaller scale. We're pretty spoiled for choice yeah from bass in the freshwater we've got you know brim whiting flathead mangrove jacks trevally mulloway. We've got oh. a pretty good variety of fish species here in in, in these little estuaries and um. If you want to go up even further, you know, up above Dorigo, we can get trout. And further west, a couple of hours, we've got cod. Like, we're pretty lucky to live where we do. Yeah. I feel sorry if I, no, not taking anything away from blokes like up in Brisbane and that, like I drive over the, mm -hmm. the gateway and that and look at their dirty-ass river up there. And I go, yeah. Oh. oh, look, they, they love it. They, they know how to fish it. They get all these mad thread fin and, and they get the odd barrow there. Like, it's... I, we, like we've been drumming on about all morning, it's um, it's what you make of it. You know, if you if you want to if you want to have a fish, you you'll have a fish in a bucket of water if you want to. Doesn't matter what it is. Just catch suckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, but yeah, no, I uh, it it is, and it doesn't hurt. You know, like we got that state titles next year in March, I think, down there at um, Foster, and I've never fucking fished down there in my life, and. I'm relying off what people tell me and sort yep. of going down there for a week or so before and try to work it out. Have, have a bit of fun? Yeah, it'll be interesting. So hopefully I'll do all right. Have you done much fishing competition stuff? Uh, yeah, especially when I was younger and Dad was right into it. You yep. know, I remember having to go up Yapoon for a month in 2005 for the Australian titles. Okay. And that, I actually won the juniors. Yeah, right. Yeah, fluked it. Well, uh, your not a bad place to fish. Oh, I would have loved, preferred 1770 and a bit further down the coast. I reckon it would have been a bit nicer, but it was a long haul up there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Dad did pretty good. I think his team took it out. Okay. So, um, yeah, obviously I I had I had it against me because I, did, I didn't fish the deep sea because Dad didn't, you know, Dad didn't enter me in it. So yep. I had to catch up with everything else. and. Did pretty well and still come away on top. Yeah, bloody ripper. So, no, it was good. They're young men. You're going to win the flatty comp, though? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. You never know. Ooh, I don't know. Nice one? Nah, I think it's very similar to the last few. It's a little bit bigger. It'd be almost legal, that one. You want a measuring stick, mate? Nah. You just want to throw it back. You don't want us to Oh, you can it. keep it if you want to. No, no. no just no, going to measure it for the looseness. We'll throw them back. We'll throw them back. Have you got a big enough a... measure, though? Yeah, yeah, this thing double folds, mate. <laughs> well, I don't think we need to we unfold need, it. We don't need to unfold it. What are you looking at? 30... Oh, 37, 37, I reckon. Throw him back. You're lucky day, in. mate. Throw him back. We've got a bit of a drive home, so we won't take any today. It took us 20 minutes to go go through. Uh, I haven't been holding fish very long. <laughs> Do you want the pliers? No, I won't do that. You can grab him in there behind the gills. No, thanks. 
Uh, there yeah. you go. Bloody, um... You get him in another eight weeks when you're back down here. Yeah, it's not very far away, is it? Nah, November. So it's always the second weekend in November for anyone out there listening. We, we hold it the same weekend every year. Unfortunately, he's a bit of a first in best dress with the entries because we're, we're I limited. got him with the early bird. Yeah, yeah, I seen your name pop up pretty pretty quick. Yeah, I wasn't stupid. So, uh, what, what's this uh, early bird starter pack you're going to give me? So, well, it's, it's all it's all thanks to all the sponsors of the event, really. Um, you know, we've touched on Berkeley before. Berkeley are the naming right sponsor of the event. So they normally give us around about 100 bucks worth of stuff per person. So you, you'll end up with a few packets of lures, a couple of G-Eds, a couple of hard bodies. Yep. Um, and that's just from Berkeley. And then, you know, all the other brands chip in a bit of stuff. You might end up with a few atomic lures. You might end up with a, a Garmin hat. And oh, bit, bit that, that'd be nice, because I never even got one when I bought the boat. <laughs> that's a sneaky little dig at me. Um, <laughs> you know, like I said, there's, I've got heaps of heaps of brands and, and companies that help us out with this event, and um, they all chip in. But yeah, you, you, you'll find you're probably end up with about 150 bucks worth of stuff in your, in your little entry pack. Um, you know, a voucher to mow tackle. It's, I could go on for half an hour with all the crap you're going to end up with. It's, it's unreal, really. And that's why people love coming to it. That's why it sells out so quick. It's, they love free shit, eh? People love free people stuff. People love free stuff. And, and it's not shit, though. It's all good stuff. Nah, that's but, it. You know, Berkeley Lures, a voucher to spend at mow tackle. Like, you, you got the biggest We stuff. drove past there this morning and Nugget said, oh, that place will send you broke. <laughs> it will. <laughs> But, you know, it's the biggest tackle, world, uh, tackle store in the, the world. Um, the biggest range of tackle in Australia, that's for sure. And it's at our, at our doorstep. <laughs> and you've got a voucher to go in there and go ballistic, so. That's it. Um, I said they just renovated and they just had the building next door now, too. Yeah, they've had that for, for a while. That's where they run the actual Mo tackle side of it, the online side of it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're, they're constantly doing things better in there. I'm, I'm really good mates with a lot of guys that work there and the owners of it. I actually worked there for a few years, believe it or not, so. <laughs> then you upgraded. Oh, look, things happen, and, and I had an offer to go and work with Sam at North Coast Boating Centre, so, yeah, can take these chances where you can. You never know unless you ever go. But, um, yeah, motorcycle has been a massive part of my life too. Yeah, it's, it's a great place. Got, made a lot of friends and it's a, it's a sick shop. No, it's, I definitely hammered it over the years. <laughs> I've got my, a lot. my problem was I was spending more than I was making there. You would have got a worker's discount though. Oh yeah, they look after everyone that yeah. works there, but still they'll probably in front at the end of the day. <laughs> oh yeah. That doesn't help. Yes. Oh dear. Uh, yeah, the, um, as far as prizes, like I said, yeah, so many different companies, Garmin, um, Angler Pro, Suzuki, Motackle, Atomic, Daiwa, Berkeley, North Coast Boating, North Coast Boating Centre. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a huge, huge list of companies that help us out of this, this flathead comp and yeah, we give away a lot of, um, a lot of cool stuff in the next few months, so the, um, the, the backstory is we, we're a non-for-profit organisation, the, the Young Anglers Club, and um, we, we give back every cent that comes through the entries. So, say for example, we make 30 grand worth of entries, we'll spend 30 grand on, on prizes. So it all goes back in. So whatever dollars you guys pay for your entries gets thrown on top of all the extra stuff that the, the sponsors chip in as well. So it's unreal. You're probably looking, you know, 70 odd, 80 odd thousand dollars in total 
value worth of prizes given away to, uh, among 350, 400 people. So everyone walks away with some pretty cool stuff. No, it's, it's a great thing you guys are doing. And um, yeah, well, where can they find it for next year, mate? Um, a lot of the time, it's, it's, everything's online these days on our social media. So Facebook, Instagram. Um, that's where a lot of our business and traction comes from. Uh, we've also got a website, Yurunga Estuary Sport Fishing. But um, yeah, if you're, if you're on Facebook, look up, yeah, the Berkeley Yurunga Estuary Sport Fishing Flooded Tournament. Keep up to date with it, like the page, give it a follow, that way you get all the notifications about um, the future events and hopefully we can get a few extra people that, that haven't done it before there next year. And well, that's what it's about. Yeah. Might have to increase the numbers for next year. <laughs> I'd love to. We've, we've had over 400 before and it's, it's just a bit too much for this little river to handle. So what you're saying is first in, best dressed? Pretty much, yep. But uh, I'm going to get a priority next year, aren't I? Just straight in. <laughs> we'll so see. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> we'll see how many fish you put me on today. Oh, now, now you're sitting in the captain's chair. No, I'm not. I'm still sitting here with some of the steering seat, but, mate, what, what motor's currently in the water? Yeah, true. With their foot on it. <laughs> oh, we've caught a couple of fish, so you put the you put the, the hard word on me that everyone's caught up, caught something while they've been on the podcast, and, uh, and we've delivered. Yeah, well, copping a lot of uh, a lot of people saying, "Oh, Winnie's not going to catch one." Well, here's another episode we caught a few. So, got to have a line in the water to catch a fish. That's it. You got to be in it to win it. Yep. So, uh, if you have a few socials as well, Dane, where you post a few of your fishing adventures. Yeah, look, I'm pretty slack on it lately, but um, if, if you ever want to keep up to date with what I'm doing, yeah, check me out on, on Instagram and Facebook. Just Dane Taylor, mate? Just Dane Taylor, it'll pop up. Big ugly head holding a fish. <laughs> that's, the, that's the one to click on. <laughs> but um, yeah, look, I, I do, I do a lot of, I've got a, a fair few cool adventures and I try and post a bit of stuff about them. Um, life gets pretty busy, you know, I've been it slack. Does. But um, yeah, we've always got something in the pipeline. Oh, we've got a... Snag. Oh no, he's off. I'm off it. Popped it. That's the best thing about squidgies. Easy to get off. Yeah. And if they do get stuck, you just go back over the top of it. That's it. And pop it off from the other way. But yeah, look, I've always got something in the pipeline, whether it's a trip up north chasing Barra or at the Great Barrier Reef. Might be up to Darwin. There's always something going on and always happy to share info. I believe in that, that motto that, you know, who shares wins. And um, you know, you give a little, we take a little. The more, the more knowledge I, I pass out, hopefully one day someone will pass on a bit of knowledge to me, and, and it has happened over the years. So, well, that's what we're about, you know. We're not. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you exactly where the spot is, but I'm going to tell you the area, what we use, and what we're doing. And yeah, yeah, you know, I, I just like that little bit of excitement when you go out. You sort of know what you're doing, and the area, and you find it. Yep. You know that bit of enjoyment, and you might find somewhere totally different to where I was but you know, yeah it's your yeah. own little spot and yeah no I'm, I'm all for giving people a start and point and point them in the right direction that's that's all part of it yeah so i don't think uh these flooded that we're getting today are going to win me a trophy but it's definitely on the board you'd be surprised mate. it's um you got 400 people in this river and you catch you know 10 of those a day you'd be right up at the pointy end it's um some days it can be pretty tough some days you know you might catch 30 or 40 fish and they're all 50 60 centimeters that's the way it goes fishing. yep that's fishing but um, yeah, like I was saying, yeah, you get that pressure on the river and things shut down a bit. You'd, you know, those 10, 30, 30 to 40 centimetre flooded might be enough to get in the top 10. You oh. might get a little trophy to take home. 
But like, oh, it's one of those things. Table, the missus will love it. <laughs> like I was saying initially, you win the comp, you're only going to get a trophy. There's no, you get bragging rights for, for 12 months and, and a little trophy to take home. It's not as if you're going to win a boat or anything by, by catching the most fish. It's all that sort of stuff le left up to the lucky draw. So you, you don't have to catch a fish to take home a boat, which is pretty awesome. I don't know what fish it was then, but I've seen them half jumping out of the water then at the oysters. Mullet or something like that? Yeah, it could have been. Well, I only just glimpsed it when it was going back in. You're killing me, Dan. I'm going to have to start taking that rod off you here shortly. <laughs> Getting itchy feet. I am. I love kicking back, watching and seeing guys catch fish, but there's only so much of that I can take. You can have a go, mate. Get into it. Ugh. I'd love to get one in the boat and then I'll give it back to you. Swap ya. He's talking the big game. Hey? He's talking the big game. Oh, now, now. It's a bloody beautiful day out here anyway. Cracker. So you get some crabs down here? Yeah, definitely. What type, muddies or? Yeah, mainly muddies. Um, they wouldn't yeah. be here now though, would they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, they're already down here? Yeah, a few boys have been getting them the last couple of weeks. Um, I say, just, down that, the... just that warmer change of the weather has brought them out. You get them all year round, but um, yeah, they definitely got fired up a bit in the last sort of two to three weeks with that warmer change coming through, the spring weather. Yep, no, nah, it's awesome. Nothing wrong with knocking back, eating a bit of chilli mud crab, that's for sure. <laughs> Just don't eat it warm. What's your worst fuck up? Worst fuck up was probably a bit over 12 months ago. Um, we're up at Stanage Bay and we're running around the, the, the river system, I suppose you call it, around Stanage Bay. And huge tides up north there, so you know the tide might drop eight metres over the course of a couple of hours. Anyway, we, we'll, we looked at this rock ledge coming up around a headland, and um, we drove into it. We, we first day there, not sure what the tides were doing 100%. We knew it was starting to run out. We drove into this rock ledge, and um, the current had, had just started running out, so the tide had turned. And anyway, it's just. Oh, no, nah, it's just a bit of a snag, a bit of a tree, rock or something. Yep, gone. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we we drove into this rock barter and we thought, oh, it might hold a few barrel or something. So we, we'll go and have a look at that. We drove into it and the, the current, I just knocked the boat into neutral, and the current was ripping out. So it's just sucked us straight in on top of this rock bar. And the water, like you'd saying before, is it's dirty as, so you can't see how deep it is until you you know, right on top of it. Anyway, we we sitting on top of this rock bar and the tide's running out and the boat's, the motor started knocking the bottom. I think, you know, this is pretty shallow. So I trimmed the motor up and it's just ripping us across this, this shallow rocky reef. Next thing you know, the bottom of the boat's hitting the rocks and within about a minute, we're high and dry, croc infested water and it's and the tides just started running out. So we're thinking, oh, this is gonna be about 12 hours before we can get off this. Got to make the call to either sit here and, and wait it out, or we can get out and push this thing off a few rocks and, and hopefully not get eaten by a croc. Anyway, so Dale and I jumped out and we're heave hauling all this oystery, rocky crap, and yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. But we got it off in the end. But it, we could have been there for probably 12 hours stuck on this rock bar. That could have ended really bad too. It could have been bad. There. Oh yeah, big big saltwater crocodile or a few bull sharks kicking around. But yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. Um, I talk a big game when I when I talk about my captaining skills and the boys get they let me know about it all week. They get me a fair bit of shit about it. <laughs> I think the best thing about this, I've dropped a few stories about 
things and I get a lot of messages and people are like naming them and I'm just like, yeah, I, I know who it was, but I'm not, I'm not going to say. So one of the guys was actually Dale, the guy at the, the, um, the bridge there where we stopped and launched. Oh, he was, was he? fishing with his old man, yeah. Yeah, because old mate's like, I hope you didn't buy a boat off him. He's the biggest rip-off there <laughs> is. I'm like, nah, oh, fuck, nah. you could have told me that a couple of months ago. Nah, nah, they're just, they're just putting a bit of shit on me. They're all good dudes. I, I do a lot of travelling with, with those guys. Yeah, to be honest, I haven't had a lot of fuck-ups, but yeah, I'm, like everyone, I, I'm definitely not perfect. I've definitely, I've definitely cooked it a few times. <laughs> That's probably one of my better ones. Could have, could have wrecked a, a pretty good fishing trip, that one. Which boat? Well, not your big boat, your yeah, new one. Yeah, in my Formosa. Oh, no. Yeah, it's a pretty heavy boat to be pushing off a, off a rock bar. Actually, I think you copped your first scratch on it there last flathead comp. I remember meeting up with you and you were a bit cranky and you were washing and cleaning it. Maybe, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely try and look after it, that's for sure. Oh, I think, yeah, you, you got your first scratch on the side of it. Yeah, it's got a couple in here. <laughs> <laughs> was that down here? Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, on a, on a, a post down here around one of the oyster leases. So. <laughs> It's got to happen. At least it was me. It wasn't someone else. That's the main thing. It could have been could have been bad if it was someone else that scratched it. it it's all right. I, I had a fuck up. I probably shouldn't tell people this, but uh, pulling into mum and dad's there, dropped Dan off, left his car there at mum and dad's where I ran this boat down here last weekend. After recording, I uh, cut the corner, going to mum and dad's driveway and wiped out the mailbox of the boat. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. It does. <laughs> mum was a bit dirty on a mailbox. Yeah. It's all good. I see some horror stories, obviously working where I work, and uh, you see, see some boats turn up, you know, especially new boats, it's a bit, bit sad. You see these boats turn up for their first service and they're covered in gouges and scratches and dings. And you think, oh, I just gave you that boat a couple of months ago. It was brand new, shiny, worth a fortune, and then look what you've done to it. It's all part of it. They're, all, they're designed to be used. Yeah. It, it would be sad, I see. Um... But you God, you've got some nice boats down in there, though, at the moment. We do, yeah. We, the, look, the boys pride themselves on, on delivering a pretty quality product. And um, the two brands, that, the two main brands that we sell, Angler Pro and Formosa, you know, they're, they're both Aussie-made aluminium boats. Formosa's obviously plate. These guys, uh, the Angler Pros are a pressed alloy boat. Um, so we sort of cover, you know, all bases, but they are, the boys do, they, they, they put out a nice product and um, the brands that we that we sell complement their work as well. So at the moment though, yeah, we've definitely got a couple of nice big boats, that nice big um, centre cab in the shed there. It'll be getting picked up this week. Someone's retirement fund, he's been, um, he's been hanging out for a few months for that, probably about nine months. So worked his whole life for it. Deserves, deserves the quality boat that he's ordered and Hopefully we get to um, fulfil those dreams, which I'm, I'm sure we will. When he sees it this week, he'll be staked. It's definitely looking nice. <laughs> but, um, like, I, I can't fault this boat. It's, it runs, it cruises, and, yeah, it's a beautiful boat. It's a pretty tricked-up tinny, that's for sure. <laughs> like uh, I said, they, um, both brands that we do, Angler Pro and Formosa, they both produce quality boats for us to then fit out and, and do our work in. So it's just a good mesh of, you know, quality workmanship with quality brands and, and you get a really good end product. Yep. It's awesome. No, I'm definitely happy with it, mate. And, you know, you and 
Sam and the guys down there, you know, you keep it on the water as well. You're servicing. Can't fault you at all. So. No, they've got a um, pretty good mechanical team, like, yeah, Sam and, and Josh in the, the workshop. Between them two, there's, um, there's not many things they haven't seen or come across in their mechanical years, so they, um, they're the backbone of the business, those two. You know, that's, that's the heart of it. Quality, quality workshop um, allows me to sell quality boats, so they are the, they're the backbone of the business. Oh, it's unreal. Oh well, I reckon uh, I'm all bloody fished out. How about you guys? I've caught me three undersized flathead for the day. Yeah, I had about ten throws and gave up. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful Colonel day, got one. anyway. So yeah, it's a cracker. Yeah, so Dane's just punched it into me GPS to take us back to the boat ramp. On autopilot. On like autopilot. Garmin, don't have to... Garmin electric motor tow us back to the boat ramp. Yeah, just kick back and have talk shit now. We can. So, uh, well, thanks for coming on, mate, and um, really appreciate running through the electronics and telling us a few stories. And it's a pleasure. It's, uh, yeah, thanks, definitely. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me. Yeah, and I hope people will definitely get behind you next year with the fishing comp, and not that you guys need it, but hopefully you get a few more early birds. Oh, look, it's, it's one of those things. There's always, every year there's always someone new. Um, it's all a bit of fun. Always great to see new faces, so... Definitely. If you are interested and, and you've got any questions about it, yeah, reach out to us on our social media pages and if they, try and if help they're you in, out. Uh, if they're in the game for a new boat, definitely check yours out. Definitely, yeah. If you want to talk boats, motors, gum electronics, um, yeah, find us at North Coast Boating Centre on our website, social media, or, or call in at your younger and, and catch up. I'm always there. Mention this podcast, Dane will give you a thousand bucks off a new boat. Sounds good. Sam's <laughs> going to hate us for saying that, but what he doesn't know won't hurt him. Yeah, that's it. Nah. <laughs> does he listen? I think he did. He, he, he does. Yeah, he, he does, does. listen. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's all good. We're, we're happy to look after anyone. Yeah, there you go. Confirmed by Dane, not me, Sam. Thousand bucks off if you mention the podcast. Yep. Well, that's good. They just put it to some more technology. Might yeah. be able to deck the boat out like this. Yeah, exactly. So, well. What do you reckon? Catch you next time. Mug it out. Cheers, guys. Have a good week. Thanks, mate.